Welcome to the Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybeal, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Now, here's John. Welcome to the second podcast for 2019. Well, this weekend was fantastic. It was Springfest, uh, 12th of April, started off it was just a beautiful day, a lot of stuff going on at the track, and the first chase race. Over 20 cars, it was a great race. Well, there was some great cars out there, too. One in particular I saw fly by me was, I'm pretty sure, was a Mercedes-AMG GTR in the traditional lime green color. It was awesome to see that person out there racing. I don't know who owns it, but it was neat to see that car out there. And, yes, it flew by me like I was standing still. After the chase race, uh, we all went into the clubhouse for the annual meeting, the member meeting, which will be rebroadcast here on the podcast. There is a lot of good information in there, particularly how the paddock is going to work going to and from the south track. Mike Gritter is going to fill us in on that. So that's uh, one of the important uh, things that are on there that we know how to get back and forth to the uh, south track when the paddock is uh, as busy as it often is after that the new bar was revealed if you haven't seen the new bar it is pretty nice uh, we had to wait a couple weeks to see it and it, it it turned out very very nice can't wait till the summertime so we can get more of the doors open the next day so that was friday night followed by another chef peggy great dinner free for all the members so make sure you show up for the member meeting next year you get a free meal Saturday was a super nice day. It was it was really nice. Uh, my whole family had came up, uh, brought a bunch of carts up, and my wife's new autocross car. And Jeff and Kyle had set up an amazing autocross course. Here's where there's over tw- I think it was over twenty cars that ran the autocross, twenty vehicles. Let me say, because the cart track was utilized portion of the cart track and the skid pad and jeff had designed it and set it up so we didn't know which was going to be faster a cart or a car and it proved out to be a nail biter it started off uh 10 a.m and the first few cars and carts went out there the carts had it and the cart had the fastest time then a car came along and the car got the fastest time then a cart came along, and the cart got a faster time. And uh, finally, a car won it, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And it went for f- two full hours. Everybody got a lot of practice out there. Some people had their new uh, tires on their new cart out there running around. So it was very well-designed course to make it very competitive between the cars and the carts. So, quick little story. My wife got a uh, 09 Cayman to be her autocross car this year, and she loves autocross. And she was pushing up, and she had about 10 minutes left in the program. She had a uh, uh, the fastest time. So she was going to be uh, the winner for the day. And then along comes our friend, the producer of the podcast. My wife had her cart there but she wasn't running it you only got four runs i had i ran four runs in a car and one in a cart 
Well, the producer offered our cart to the club racing cart champion. Yes, Jordan Missig took my wife's cart out and beat my wife, beat her time, so she was knocked off first place when the producer loaned her cart out to the fastest guy at the track in a cart. Well, that didn't last long because... Yeah, that didn't last long because Amy Whitcamper came out and she got the fastest time. So while Amy won the first place in speed, our old friend of the podcast, uh, Brian Helmentoller, won the most consistent out there on his three-wheel vehicle. Again, head over to the to Facebook if you want to see some pictures of Brian driving his four-wheel car only on three wheels. So it was a that was that was a fun afternoon. It was great. Everybody got to uh, be together out there and paddock out together, and it was it was good camaraderie, good driving. The first Miata race, Brandon Collins won the first Miata race. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty good race. And in the Spec Miata Two was the first podium for Scott Bowman, and he not only podium for the first time, but he won it. It was a pretty cool race. It was a lot of fun. I think there were 20 cars in that also. Following that, we went over back over to the kart track for the burnout contest. And I suggest you go to Facebook and check out some of the videos from the burnout contest. It was a lot of fun. My son brought out our rally car, front-wheel drive rally car, mind you. Uh, We got the tires changed and not the snow tires, and he attempted to burn off the best he did the best burnout contest he could with a front wheel drive car it was less than stunning but there were some cool cars out there and some amazing uh drivers tearing up and marking up the uh car track and at one point the actual car track caught on fire didn't last long they went out and put it out but uh it, it was neat to see well sunday i'm sure everybody knows what happened sunday Five inches of snow at O'Hare, four and a half inches of snow at Midway, and there was at least four and a half inches of snow at the track. We came back out uh, for the buffet, which was great, but not very many people there. It was a blizzard. The track was closed. They sent the corner workers home. It was it was uh, it was quite a sight to uh, to see mid-April, day before tax day, but uh, it was beautiful. Um, but it was kind of a, a bust to the weekend. It kind of kind of let us down a little bit. Well, without further ado, uh, this is the 2019 Audubon Country Club members meeting. Uh, we live forever, but uh, the goal of Audubon was always about the members, for the members. 
you know, but it took really 14, 15 years to get all the tracks repaved or happy announced. We paved the last section of the North Track last year. We did a nice improvement on South 5. So, you know, we, we've got, we've got all the lights in the corners. So the track is, is in an amazing shape and, you know, it's ongoing maintenance will never end. But uh, now that we've kind of done that, so now we can turn our attention to some other really cool things, like obviously what's behind the door and, and obviously the go-kart track. So, uh, but if you remember, six short months ago at Oktoberfest, Tim and I, we stood up here and we showed the Bobby Ray Hall video and talked about the Build Autobahn campaign. Well, here we are, six months later, almost within a few days. And, uh, but it was an amazing effort by a lot of, a lot of people, the, you know, the, the members, the member committee, the building committee. This was a team effort and great teams can accomplish great things. And this, this is very cool. And obviously it just shows where this club is headed. There's, a lot more to come. Uh, but, you know, in addition to our regular off-season workload, we were able to accomplish this. And, you know, that's a lot of people that, oh, what are you guys doing in the winter? Just go to Florida now. We have seven years of events and talk to all the manufacturers. And so a lot of amazing things happen. So this is just another small thing to think of. But anyway, and we're going to go fast because we want to have some fun. But I'm going to introduce Tim. Uh, Tim O'Donnell, my partner, CEO. Tim. Thanks, Mark. Suntans on either Mark or myself. Uh, we were up here, and, and obviously the whole team was working extremely hard um, this off-season to get us where we're at today. So uh, I just, you know, we were really looking for a great year in 2019, our 15th year, and we have an outstanding team in place. Uh, I'd like to thank each and every one of them for their great work and dedication. Uh, a lot was done over the off-season, a lot of changes, a lot of disruption. And I can't thank our team enough for putting up with all those changes and having the club ready for the opening of the season. So thank you, team. Um, what I wanted to do is just uh, uh, explain a little bit about the club and how it's governed. So the club is governed by a board, a board of managers. Uh, and the board is comprised of myself, Tim O'Donnell, Mark Basso, Tom Herb, who's not here tonight, Gary Collins, and Dennis Hiffman. So it's a five-person board. The board. Uh, obviously um, makes some major decisions for the for the club uh, and also um, sort of manages the operating team and we've got a terrific uh, executive team with department heads that I'd like to introduce you to as well tonight. Uh, Mark Basso's president, uh, myself, God knows what I do, um, but I'm essentially the CEO. I, I do legal work, uh, legal support as well. Uh, Craig Cunningham, the general manager of the club, uh, Peggy Gertis, uh, Food, Beverage, and Hospitality. Mike Gritter, Track Operations. Tony Kester, Driving Instruction. Tony Limbach, Registration and Security. Kevin Rogers, Finance and Accounting. And Tom Sainer, Safety. So we've got a terrific team of key, key managers, uh, key department heads who make all these things happen. This business has got a lot of things going on. It's got food and beverage. It's got track ops. It's got carding. It's got, you know, real estate. So there's a lot of things that have to fall in line. So we really appreciate the team. So now I'm going to give you Craig Cunningham, our general manager, who's going to say a few words. Hey, I just want to say that I am really happy to be here. Um, Autobahn's been a big part of my life for many 
right from the beginning. And uh, it's exciting to be back and to be involved and uh, take the uh, club and the business to the next level is what our plan is. So I'm really happy to be here. It's good to see all your faces. Thanks, Sam. Minutes on just a facility recap and how things are going with the uh, the car track. 
so the, the member building is essentially complete, um, and I want to thank you for your patience and understanding as we continue to improve the facility. We have obviously some gravel around, a lot of dirt, a lot of dust, and so uh, thank you for your patience and pardon the dust while we wait for the asphalt plants to open up and we start to repave. I'd also like to uh, thank our construction manager, Steve Curry, uh, for his expertise throughout the process. Steve isn't here tonight, but he was invaluable in, in making sure we executed uh, on the design uh, and getting this thing done on time, or barely on time. Um, one other note um, uh, I'd like to make is uh, with our new design, um, we've created better separation between the member area and non-member usage. Um, with this separate entrance into this back room on the far south end of the building. And so that's going to create some true separation. I know we've had issues in the past with some non-members commingling with members, so hopefully uh, with this redesign we've solved that problem. Um, the car track, uh, still a work in progress, but uh, uh, this, you know we've had some weather challenges and things like that. Good news is the sewer and water's in, uh, in the clubhouse and extended in the cart area. Uh, the sewer is in and the water is, should be connected hopefully early next week. So the, the infrastructure is in. We just have to wait again for the asphalt plants. We can start paving the cart, the cart parking area and the cart track here pretty soon. Um, we've ordered 25 CRG concession carts for rental. Um, which should arrive in early May. Um, we'll also have some temporary but attractive structures um, to handle cart registration, the whole sign-in process, the whole orientation project process. There'll be outside viewing, there'll be a nice wraparound deck. It's gonna be nice. Um, we will have a, a, a trailer that'll be wrapped. It'll be very pleasing aesthetically. It's gonna be very functional. And so that'll handle registration We'll also have a structure uh, for cart storage. Uh, we are utilizing uh, some of the, what were originally car rental garages for cart maintenance, so we have that taken care of already. Um, we expect the cart track to be open to the members only uh, on June 1st. Uh, this is gonna give us some time if we can pave some time for the track to cure uh, and uh, help us prepare for the opening to the public, which will be July 11th. Uh, so members June 1st, 1st uh, public July 11th. Um, and, I'll, and I'll emphasize this again because I mentioned it back in October, is that although the car track will be open to the public during set times, the track will be accessible uh, to club members in, in substantially the same manner as it was in the past. So members will have the car track up till 5 o'clock. You know, there may be some, some exceptions to that when there's a corporate event just like there was in the past. Uh, public after five, members can certainly participate in after five uh, carting if they'd like. Um, uh, we feel that these enhancements we're making to the car track are um, really a value add uh, to membership. Um, we think it's going to increase family participation. We think it's going to help be a feeder system for ultimately the next generation of club members. And we feel that um, with this additional revenue source, it protects the club and ultimately benefits the members. So uh, we're very excited about um, getting this truck cart track business uh, operational and up and running here as soon as we can. Uh, be assured that we're building an excellent team to operate the cart track. Um, I'd like to introduce you 
uh, to Alan Bertignoli, our Kart Track General Manager. Alan, if you could please stand up. officially starting with us on Monday the 15th, and please make every effort uh, in welcoming Alan to the Audubon family. Um, now I'd like to uh, get Mark Gritter up here to say a few words about some of the logistical changes this year. Yeah, I just take yours. All right. Anyway, I think uh, first thing I want to say is what a great start to the season with everybody here and 30 cars in the chase race. That's absolutely amazing. Um, I'll only take a minute or two, just uh, some more operational type stuff. With the park track uh, expansion, I think most people know by now that uh, we'll be using the road that goes around the skid pad to access the back side of the property and the south side of the property. With that, I want to mention that the intersection that gets formed there by the cafe, between the cafe and the ALS building and by the maintenance building, um, that's going to have some construction as well too. So we're kind of redoing that whole intersection. Uh, to make it a lot safer, to make the flow go through there better, um, and some separation between the parked cars that are there. Um, so at some point you'll see some construction going on there, but that's going to be much improved and it'll be a lot safer. On the far end of the skid pad road, um, where you turn back onto the normal south access road, that will get a little work as well too. That'll get dressed up so it's easier to take that corner with trailers, etc. So you'll see some work going on around there. Um, Another, th another change we want to make is how we access the south track. So we want to avoid cars coming all the way up to the member building here and then taking a sharp left to get to the south track. It gets very busy in front of the clubhouse. What we'd like everyone to do is take a left by the podium area there, by the south tower, and then kind of follow the fence line to get to the track there. We're going to have some cones designated in that area. Uh, it'll be marked out as a lane. You'll see it. Um, we just kind of ask everyone to spread the word that that's how we would like cars to enter the south track. Again, it just makes safety and flow go a little bit better. Um, then the last thing I want to comment on, again, regarding safety, is we did a lot of the work that we had talked about um, back in the fall on the south 5-6 area. So we moved that uh, drainage pipe way out into the field. We removed that guardrail that was protecting the drainage pipe. And the curbing, the concrete curbing on the exit of South 5 has now been nearly almost doubled in size. Um, so it's, it's three foot wider than it was, it's longer than it was. Um, there's still some things we're taking a look at that area, and uh, we'll see how it goes with weather and all that. There was probably a couple more things we would have liked to get done, uh, but you know we all know what the, what the winter was like, so we didn't get quite as far as we'd like to, but big improvements were made there. Um, so we're happy that we got that done. Those are the main things we wanted to get done. Um, and that's all I wanted to say, other than uh, don't forget about the burnout contest tomorrow afternoon down by the car track. You haven't heard about it yet? Anything goes after the Miata Race burnout contest. So with that excitement, I'll hand it back to you. Uh, a key component of getting the uh, member building and improved in, in the car track uh, improved was the advice and commitment uh, of the building committee. Um, we greatly appreciate their hard work uh, and commitment and, you know, just unbelievable commitment and dedication to Autobahn Country Club. So I'm very proud to introduce Mark Stadolsky, the chair of the building committee. Mark. Good evening and welcome. I'm Mark Stadolsky and I'm the chairman of the building committee. Well, as you can imagine, the building committee has been quite active this past year. Since I last spoke to you during last year's annual meeting, the committee has met 14 times with numerous subcommittee meetings, phone conferences, 
and an unreal amount of emails. It was a really busy year for the group. Uh, we believe our efforts to work with the Audubon Board of Managers and the architect has paid off, as you will see today. Our commitment to express the needs of the membership was not ignored, but was openly received, discussed, and in most cases implemented by the Audubon management team. Another objective for the committee was to survey the membership to get feedback on what facility improvements the membership would like to see. In summary, the following are the top three of the survey, which by the way, we got a 61% response to the survey, which was pretty good. Um, so for the membership, 78% were in favor of the covered patio, 53% in favor of the walking, running bike path, and 44% of the radio controlled car track. Now we do have all the rest of the results. If anybody's interested in seeing any of those results, uh, just please um, get one of the uh, building committee members and uh, we'll share those with you. Obviously the covered patio will be our first priority as it is clear that is what the membership most favored improvement was. The committee is asking the membership to please provide feedback to us on what your vision of the covered patio area. Considerations can be location, size, and amenities. We would appreciate any feedback you could provide by either speaking with one of the committee members or emailing your ideas to buildautobahn at gmail.com. You know, we all agree that we need a covered patio. We like a covered patio, but a lot goes into that. Location, we stick it way out. You know, then we have to run utilities out there. You know, this could be an area back here. There's unlimited areas, but we'd really love to get some feedback from the membership. So in closing, I would like to introduce the billing committee members and thank them for their long hours of participation. But first, I'd like to take a second and remember one of our committee members that unexpectedly passed, passed away last October on the very night that the Autobahn reveal event took place. His name is Jeff Thompson, and he is dearly missed. The other members of the committee are, if you please stand, I know there's only a few of you here, Bill Keeley.
committee chairman. What does a member of the committee, what does a member of the committee do? We're a diverse group of members from Open Wheel, Devin, to GT, to Spec Miata, to a social member. We have all members' interests that cover. My team takes problems, comments, concerns, and we formulate plans to make the club a better place for all members. We meet roughly once a month, and we're the bridge between members and management. So, you guys have issues, we look at the problems, we find a solution, and we bring it to Tim or Mark or, or Grinner or whoever to try and make you know, the right um, So, if any of you have problems, issues, or concerns, I'll have uh, Craig put up our contact information so you guys can get a hold of us on the members' committee, and we'll do our best to resolve issues and have a wonderful year, and uh, good to see everyone. So, thank you. Thank you, Doc. We really appreciate it. Again, thank you for your leadership and support, and thank the member committee for their support. Um, I'd like to pass the mic on to Mark Basso uh, to discuss what to expect in 2019. Thanks, Doug. Uh, Ron and Jake. First, I want to uh, introduce the, the sales team. Obviously, myself, Ron Davish, Jake Knack, somewhere here. You know, obviously, you know, we handle a lot of a lot of things: the membership, track rental, real estate, corporate events, and obviously. The best way to grow the club is within the club, and that's referrals from you guys. And that's really how this club has really grown, and obviously we really appreciate that. And obviously if you have someone who's interested in learning more about the club, then obviously don't, don't be afraid to contact one of us, and we'll give the red carpet treatment. We won't lock them in a dark room with a bright light and let them out at some point. Maybe we will. Uh, but anyway, we had an amazing year last year. We had 42 social members join, 18 full members. So it's pretty much a record year. So you know, with all these new things happening, we're looking forward to growing the club even more. Uh, one of the benefits the members obviously love is our performance fleet, and so you know we've really seen that grow over the years. And Rob's really you know taking that under his wing and done a great job at the manufacturer. So Rob, why don't you tell us a little bit? All right, great. Thanks, Mark. Um, first, I want to preface this by saying the performance fleet cars are not available for the burnout contest. Uh, just in case you're interested, we're going to be hiding the keys from staff and members. So there's no demonstrations. But we're really excited about another year uh, partnering with uh, the usual suspects, Audi, BMW, Cadillac, Lexus, Mercedes-Benz, Mini, Porsche. Uh, we've got some others in the wings. We're not going to have a spoiler on that, but we have some other cars as well. But we're really proud of the fleet that we've gathered. Every year the manufacturers give us more and more. Uh, we've got some new developments this year, and uh, BMW has signed on again to be the supporter of our defensive driving program. So if you've got a new driver in the family, they need to drive in the BMWs in the defensive driving program. It's not even a consideration. You just got to do it. Uh, keep them safe. We also do corporate training, so if you've got some folks that do, uh, work for you and drive on your behalf, we also do an adult program, so it's a really great program. We're very appreciative of BMW for not only giving us 10 of the new 3 Series, but as you've seen out there, we've got three of the four cars, and then two, three, four, and five. So that's like a, a full house. No, it's a, it's a flush. Straight. Straight? Straight flush. 
but it really is high time uh, that we recognize the original founding members. Um, so let me start uh, by saying that many moons ago, Autobahn was merely a dream of Mark Basso's. Um, thankfully, Mark got me involved to help him develop the dream, but due to Mark's perseverance, uh, we were able to convince an impressive group of car enthusiasts to invest significant risk capital into a vision that ultimately became the Autobahn Country Club. We want to formally recognize that initial group who became our original founding members and who believed in the vision. When your name is called, please come up and accept a token of our appreciation for what you did to make Autobahn Country Club a reality. As you receive your award, please remain up here for, for pictures. So we're going to name everybody in the order in which they committed funds to the dream. Um, and again, it's just amazing that we were able to convince initially 40 people and an additional 10 to drop some significant bucks on an idea that there was nothing comparable in the country at that time. Uh, and so we can't thank you enough for believing in that dream and making that dream a reality. Obviously, the first person's Mark. I'm number two. Number three, Mike Keck. Cher Garrett. Cher's not here, so maybe if we can hold our applause, I'll get through the names and then we can applaud. Jim Farrell. All right, Mike Roof. Marty Krug. Terry Darcy. Joe Graziano. John Weitendorf, Jr. Richard Hansen. Craig Cunningham. Ron Paquette. Pete Farrow. Tim Corzin. Guy Gardner. Larry Ballard. John Stafford. Phil Corcoran. David Gaber. Bob Oikovich. John Weinberger. And Joel is here to accept on John's behalf. John was a real catalyst. When John bought in, so did others follow. John Leach. John was instrumental in having the city of Joliet understand what we were trying to accomplish. Gary McGrath. Richard Fisher. 
Curb Travney. I'll have Mark mention the risk. Okay, so. Uh, Joseph Ish. Mark Bowden. He's racing down south. Doug Campbell. Blake Hennessy's here. Daniel Gerges. Bill Nuccio. Barry Janowski. Wayland Joe. Is Jerry here? Right, okay. Oh, there you are. Jerry Lockhart. We'll be doing through that. Larry Brian Kavinsky. Tom Woodcotch. Someone who's very important to make our Miata zone, unfortunately. George Weather. Bob Plaskin, Bill Resnick, Peter Minion, Steve Wagner, Mark Stavalski, Tom Lynn, Bob Nurian, Dr. Henry Vicioso, Gary Longo. Andrew Palomo, Wade Whitman, Bill Jacobs is no longer with us, Mike Angus, and Jim Ballester. Wow, what a crew. What a bunch of handsome guys. Short but sweet, but again, we cannot emphasize enough how appreciative we are for this group of visionaries who made Autobahn a reality. Um, so thank you for all you've done. We would not be here without you, and that is a fact. So God bless our original founding members. Here, here. Thank you. Um, if you have any questions for any uh, member of the Autobahn team, we're available this evening. We're available all year. Our doors are wide open. Feel free to stop by, say hello, or ask questions anytime. In the new bar area, uh, in the new bar area, we'll have a wine table and a martini table set up for your enjoyment. Now, let's open up the door. Enjoy the evening. Well, everybody, that's the 2019 spring members meeting. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We have some great interviews coming up this year. Remember, the podcast is available uh, twice a month. 
You can reach us if you have any questions, comments, or you'd like to hear a specific interview with someone or an event, please reach out to us at podcast at audubonsc.com. Thanks for listening and tell your friends and neighbors to subscribe to the Audubon Country Club podcast. You've been listening to Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybill, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Join us next time for Autobahn Country Club Podcast. <laughs>